Welcome to Streams of Progress, where we bring you weekly conversations with many of the UAE's prominent leaders and thinkers. Each of our guests are actively contributing to the vitality of the UAE community and economy. Our goal in the podcast is to inspire you to drive progress in your professional and personal life. Hey everyone, this is Manon, and this week on Streams of Progress, I sat down with Briar Prestige, CEO of Briar Prestige International. We discussed her journey from growing up on a farm in New Zealand to eventually making her way to Dubai and how she developed her business and brand in such a short amount of time. As a marketing and reputation management expert, she works with high-profile leaders to develop their brand story and share some advice on how entrepreneurs can build their own brands. Aside from doing her work for clients, she practices what she preaches as a serial entrepreneur, producing her own talk show, Deals in High Heels, as well as developing fashion and sunglass brands. So without further ado, let's dive into the conversation. All right, so today we're sitting down with Briar Prestige, the CEO of Briar Prestige International and the producer of Deals in High Heels. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Before we get into what you do, what your organization does, and what Deals in High Heels is, can you tell us a bit about your background? Sure. So uh, where do I start? <laughs> From the beginning. <laughs> From the beginning. Well, I grew up in a very small town in New Zealand called Darfield. I'm pretty sure you've probably never heard of it. Um, so I was with the cows, the sheep, the goats, all of the, the animals. After graduating university, I decided to move to New York. It was one of those classic scenarios where I'd graduated and I really struggled to find a job. So I moved to New York and I was pulling my bag through the streets of Manhattan and I kind of thought, wow, I've moved here. I don't know anybody in this city. I'm pretty crazy. And actually with some hard work, some guts and determination, I can do anything with my life. So from there, I started working as a waitress. It's a very classic New York story. Uh, and then I started working in real estate and I really loved the, the hustle. I loved um, going out there, getting new business, chasing leads, doing business development. I really, really enjoyed that. After my time in New York, I moved to London where I started working as a recruitment consultant. Um, and, you know, from this experience, again, it was all uh, positioning. You know, you would cold call clients. I became very, very good at cold calling and you would pitch in your candidates. So that's essentially what recruitment is, I guess. It's kind of a glorified telemarketer role, <laughs> you might say. Uh, and, and of course, then I started to get itchy feet. I think I'm very much one of those people who is always looking for something new to do. And so I started building some websites on the side. So I taught myself how to build websites using YouTube and information I found online. I started doing some social media marketing for myself. And from there, I started to have, to have people approach me saying, okay, Briar, we see what you're doing. You're building this brand. You're building this name for yourself. How can we do it too? And so I thought, oh, crazy. There must be a, a market for this. So I went and got my digital marketing diploma because I decided then and there I was going to do marketing. And I hated the cold weather in London, so I moved to Dubai, the sunny Dubai. And um, yeah, I've been here for two years now running my agency, Briar Prestige International. Uh, I like to think that we are very unique on the market in the sense that we, you know, we do new age PR, essentially. So I've got all my CEOs on Instagram. I'm building their brands online, building them into business influences. But we also do the more so traditional 
PR side of things and of course some digital marketing as well to optimize their brands and I guess the PR thing just really came quite naturally to me because again when I was here in Dubai I was having uh, editors and producers approaching me and saying hey we know you're the expert in in branding and personal branding and and social media marketing what's your opinion on this so from there I was featured in you know Forbes and Entrepreneur and it's just crazy how it all works out. And then I was able to build relationships with those editors and then pitch in my clients. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell, I guess. So if we just rewind of course, back a bit, yeah. what was your first degree in when you graduated in New Zealand? Then? So I graduated with a Bachelor of Speech and Language Pathology. Okay. Yeah, so I come from a background of linguistics and writing. So that really, really does help with my copywriting and obviously PR experience these days. And then when you moved to New York, did you have any intention to go into what you're doing now in digital marketing? Or you just, I want to go to New York. Is that... That was it. You you know, I think the reason I decided to move to New York is I was very depressed. And I think when you're depressed, you just make crazy decisions sometimes. I woke up one day and I was like, you know what? It's not going to get better where I am. I'm just going to move to New York City. And from that, as you can imagine, friends and family thought I had completely lost the plot. And they were like, what are you going to do for a job? Like, what's going to happen when you get there? You literally don't know anybody. You don't have a lot of money. But I just thought, why not? Why why won't I do this sort of thing? And I'm, I'm so happy in hindsight that I did because it really did give me all of the, the guts that I have to do in today's world. So you kind of said, I'm going to get out of my comfort zone. I'm just going to get out there and do this. Absolutely. And I think when you do go out of your comfort zone, that's when you really thrive. And what made you decide to go to London from there? Were you thinking, I need another change? Or was it what was the reason for that one? So the, the move to London was spurred on by a few things. One was I was finding it very hard to get a visa, another visa in New York. Uh, I was on the J1 visa, which is a visa that you can get if you're Australian or a New Zealander and you've just graduated university. Uh, but, but to stay on there for further, it's, it's quite difficult, actually. You have to get sponsorship. Um, and to get sponsorship, your employee essentially, your employer essentially has to approve that no other American can do your job. So you have to be positioned, um, you know, in, in quite a unique job. So it's a bit trickier. So it's like you have to be unique talent, or first find an American talent before you can hire abroad. Or exactly, and you know, when you're one year. After graduating, you know, it, it is a bit harder in that sense. But, you know, not to say that I couldn't go over there and work now or not to say that, you know, someone listening to this podcast couldn't go over there and work now. You know, it really is um, depending on your situation and obviously depending on the employer that's going to hire you as well. And then we transition into you going into media or getting into digital. But yeah. it started off with just yep. yourself. Were you doing that on the side from when you were doing your recruiting? You said, I'm going to start building my own brand Absolutely. While I'm working in recruiting. It really started as like what you say, a side hustle. And, you know, a lot of people come to me today and they're like, all right, I've been working in this job for 10 years. I don't really enjoy it. How can I change industry? And my, my first thing I say to them is there is a wealth of information online which you can leverage. You don't need to go get a new degree or you don't need to sit there and, and feel sorry about yourself and your life. Like you can be proactive with your learning. Um, you know, so it really did start as a side hustle. And I think that is the best experience in, in, in my opinion, because after I did my digital marketing diploma, I felt even though I had the, um, 
you know, I, I knew all of the terminology. Actually, the, I got much more experience when I was actually being hands-on and doing it the as a experience the hands-on aspect. Absolutely, yeah. And is it once you got your diploma, you said, I'm going to move to Dubai to start Bar Prestige International, or did you start something in London prior to moving? So I started very briefly in London prior to moving, um, and yeah, so it, it really was. I was I was quite a new entrepreneur when I first arrived in in, in Dubai. Um, my last job, I actually got fired from. Uh, the be- recruiting one. Yes, okay. yeah. I actually got fired from. So I did very well in my first recruiting job. I was one of the the, the top billers in in the UK. But my second recruiting job, I got fired from. Um, and this was, I know it's so funny to think back and think that I got fired. Um, I've always been a high achiever as well. So it really was quite interesting. But the reason that I got fired is because she was like, I can see that you're not passionate about this anymore. I can see you sitting there thinking and dreaming about going back and, and, and doing your marketing. And she's like, I don't really think that recruitment's for you anymore. And, um, she actually encouraged me to go join as a junior marketeer in an agency. But I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that. I'm not going back to, to being a, a, a junior person. Hell no. I'm yeah. starting my own, my own company. So um, that's what I decided to do. And obviously convincing my parents back in New Zealand was a, a bit of a different story, but they were completely supportive. I, I said to them I had to create them a business plan. and um, For your parents? Yeah. For my, for my parents and okay. just reassure them that I was going to be okay. I know what I'm doing. Exactly. Because, you know, I think as a parent as well, it's very worrying having your 25-year-old daughter living away and completely across the other side of the world saying to you, oh, I'm going to start a company now. You know, it was, it was a bit concerning for them, but they were completely supportive. And I said to them, look, just give me one month and I will have, I will be flying, basically. And yeah, it, it was just some time that I needed. I just needed to, to dedicate myself 100% to go out there, share my expertise with everybody, get on new clients. Of course, it was, I, I actually think it was a lot easier because I'd built my own brand. People came to me and they said, okay, again, we see what you have done. If you can do it for you, you can do it for us. So I think it's very important to practice what you preach. And why Dubai? Had you been to Dubai before? Had you? Was it your first time? You decided I'm going to move there. And I, I'm <laughs> yeah, Murad's looking at me like I'm a bit crazy. But but essentially, that's what I do. I I'd never been to New York, and I moved there. I'd never been to London, and I moved there. Oh, I had. I'd been there for like three days when I was like 15. So disclosure. But I'd never. No, I'd never been to Dubai when I moved here. And people say to me like, "How can you move to places with not actually?" By before you visiting have any, or, visiting uh, or experiencing it, and but I, I really think that even if I did come here for a holiday, I wouldn't really know what it's going to be like. You know, I I think why not just just move somewhere? And when you've kind of moved in enough places, like I have as well, you realise that actually it's your own mentality that make a place work. You know, are you adaptable? Are you willing to try new experiences? Are you willing to meet new people? And I think that's the, the real game changer when it comes to surviving and thriving in a new, a new environment. And how did you find Dubai? Wait, so, like you said, you hadn't visited. Did you have a certain expectation coming in? Or? You know what? I think it's amazing how many people in other countries will tell you a completely different story thinking that they know what Dubai really is yeah. like. I had a completely false uh, representation in my head to the point, actually, that on my first day of being here, 
I had a, a UK friend of mine who was visiting and it, it was the first and the last time I will ever go there, mark my words, but I went to the Zero Gravity brunch. Okay. And I actually rocked up wearing a, a very long dress that was down to my ankles, basically, and also down to my wrists. And I arrived and she's like, Brian, you know, this is a pool party. <laughs> and I was like, oh, let me go home and get changed. I hadn't even brought my, my, my swimming gear. So no, I had a completely different idea in my head as to so what it was. So you really dressed up. You thought it's a nice brunch. I'd really covered up, you know. So yeah, it was interesting. What was it like starting Briar Prestige International here? I mean, you said you moved here without even knowing anyone again. So how was that specifically now in this case, you're trying to reach out to, as you said, currently you have like CEOs and all these executives as your clients. How did you go about that? You did mention you're good at recruiting or cold calling, but I think this required a bit more than that. Absolutely. So yeah, after living in so different, so many different places, I was like, I need a very, very quick way to build up my network here in the region. So I started my deals and high heels talk shows. Uh, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to go out to every uh, networking place under the sun. I'd much rather people just come and see me um, and, you know, have that, that inbound marketing strategy. It really started off by me using a whole bunch of hashtags on Instagram, Dubai-based hashtags. Okay. And from using those Dubai-based hashtags like hashtag Dubai lifestyle, hashtag Dubai Instagram, hashtag Dubai events. I use a whole big chunk of them. I was able to um, build up my, my brand awareness here in the region. From that, I started, like I mentioned, my, my events. I encouraged everybody online to come and join me offline. Uh, I also as well mapped out key international uh, uh, experts on anything to do with um, you know, professional or, or personal growth, and I would invite them to come on, on my talk show. From this, I am instantly opening myself up to new networks. And these are all people who already had the network here in Dubai. Um, so that was part of my strategy. Another strategy that I had was I would look through Forbes, I would look through Entrepreneur Magazine, or I would just, you know, look around online. I'd look around on LinkedIn or Instagram and, and see who I thought would be interesting people to meet. They didn't necessarily have to be potential clients, but, um, you know, maybe they, they looked like they might be worthwhile people to have in my network. And I think that's the awesome, awesome thing about Dubai is we do have such a large entrepreneurial uh, community and everyone is so willing to, to help and, and point one another in the right direction. So, you know, from that, you know, people were able to put me in touch with this person and, and this person. And it really was a case of um, almost referrals. Uh, I started as well last year working on uh, an Amazon Prime TV series. So I was tasked by uh, an executive producer based in Miami who actually had also found me on Instagram to recruit uh, a team of high, very high-profile entrepreneurs here in the region um, for their... Uh, it's kind of like the an apprentice-style TV show, okay. but what the entrepreneurs coming from all around the world, might I add, so APAC... Uh, UK, USA, obviously here in the region as well, they're all coming on to solve a socio-economic issue. So it's got that, you know, warm fuzzies. Yeah. It doesn't have Donald Trump with his, <laughs> you know, orange face and, and little wig, thank goodness. But, um, you know, they're all coming on to solve this. So whilst I was, um, you know, I had, I had a bigger vision 
which and I think if you are doing like a business development strategy it's really important that you've got some value to give to the person that you're you're meeting so I would literally just like ring people or I'd reach out to them on on LinkedIn or Instagram and I'd say hey like I'm working on this show um do you have anyone in your network that you think might be good for it you know obviously we need to meet in person as well I also have my own series going on on the side as well so we we did this very um Uh, basic almost uh, um, video series on what is the number one thing that you would like to say to the world? So we had um, experts and entrepreneurs and strategists and all different people come on um, to give their one minute piece of, of advice. So whilst we were kind of doing those things, we were meeting people and they were saying, hey, we can see firsthand what what you're doing. Actually, I'm looking for someone like you to work with. So it was a very warm introduction, you know, rather than your cold call, like, hey, I'm a marketing agency, like come work (laughs) with me sort of thing. Yeah. So you were doing it by example or, or showing it by example absolutely and that series you just said with amazon is that in production what, what happened to that so actually it's very exciting and uh i do hope i'm allowed to announce it now but um i'm actually going to go to miami in uh on the first of july to partake in that series myself okay yeah so it's myself and then there's three other people joining me from here in the region and um and yeah we're going to be competing so the amazon prime uh it itself is going to be aired in uh, 2020, so next year. So okay. there's a bit of time for production. Planning for Expo 2020 alignment? Oh, yes, I am going to Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> so um, just for the people listening to the podcast, my, my brand manager kindly reminded me I'm going to Vancouver, not Miami, <laughs> for the filming. <laughs> Thank you, Lara. <laughs> Talking about shows, what exactly is Deals in High Heels? I mean, you alluded to it, But what is the premise of Deals in High Heels? So I'm a big believer in lifelong learning. And I really do want to encourage this. And, you know, again, I don't think you need to reinvent the wheel. I think we've all got so much that we can learn from each other. So what I did was I, um, you know, established this this live talk show event. So we invite women from all around the region uh, to come and, and listen to an inspiring speaker. We've had talks right from... Um, how to become unstoppable, to how to build uh, influence and charisma, to how to develop a PR strategy. So everything and anything in between. I just really think about what uh, the businesswomen uh, want to hear about. And yeah, we, we all come. It starts off in an interview style format. I love like Oprah Winfrey, Alan DeGeneres. I would love to channel them and be them one day. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so everyone comes and, you know, it's a really good opportunity for women here in the network to not only learn, but to network with, you know, other like-minded um, females and, you know, encourage each other. So it's a bit of a community event as well. It's not just a talk show. There's this, this aspect of community, and I'm guessing there's a networking function to it as well for every, for the participants. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy you mentioned that because I really felt prior to starting this networking event that people have such an, an accurate idea of how to network effectively you know they've very much got that spray and pray type approach with their business cards you'll go to a networking event they'll be like hi I work in blah 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 and I'm from blah 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 and goodbye sort of thing and of course no one's going to remember you yeah. or from you that. follow up or uh... exactly right exactly so it's really important that you um, do attend networking events and don't just attend them the, the first time it's really important that you do go multiple times because when you start to really have a relationship with someone that's when the business will follow it's not off some first meeting off the bat you know you've got to build trust with the individuals 
And just for our listeners, how often are these uh, Deals in High Heels events? So we have them once a month. Once a month. Yeah. And where's, is there a specific location every, every time? Yep. So we've got a partnership with the Capital Club, okay. which is an amazing venue uh, in DIFC. You mentioned why you decided to start it. But now you have all these other clients and you've kept it going. Is it because you see the value it brings to the community? I mean, now I'm pretty sure you have your executive clients, you have your CEOs, but now you've maintained Deals in High Heels as your own proprietary brand under Briar Prestige International, right? Absolutely. So it's just one of our, um, you know, series that we do produce. And again, it's, you know, a, a lot of my clients I work with, they are males. So, um, you know, it's not all females that, that, that we work with at all, but you know, if anything, it gives me that credibility. Um, a lot of the clients that I work with did sign, did sign with me because they said, okay, we, we love the fact that you've got this network. We love the fact that you know so many individuals here in Dubai. Um, so it really does, does help. And again, it's, it's practicing what you, you preach, so yeah. to speak. Speaking of practicing what you preach and building a brand, uh, from what I know is you're also working on a fashion fitness brand and a sunglasses brand like so can you further elaborate what that is is it under you yourself or yep so we are going to start a sunglasses label and a fashion label now the 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 brand positioning for this is very much aimed at the corporate woman uh it's very very hard for us business ladies to find appropriate work clothes to wear that not only you know are comfortable, but they also look super classy, very nice. Uh, and I'm just building a, a, a brand for these um, professionals. Now, we are going to go to uh, Italy in probably about August time. Um, I've started speaking with, with manufacturers. I did a trip to China last year, but unfortunately, I uh, decided that it wouldn't really give the quality that I was after. So now we are going to Italy for that. And I'm very much uh, channeling do you know Jessica Pearson from Suits? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love her, her style. So, you know, we're really taking that into account. What I, 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 I dream of in, in terms of my other companies is because I've built myself uh, my online following, I'm really just now creating products that I think my followers would like and my followers would buy. So you're tapping into what you know or at least what you, the sentiment your followers Absolutely. are following you for. yeah. And are they the same brand? Are they going to be two, two products from the same brand or are they separate entities? So the corporate fashion label and the sunglasses are going to come under Bri Prestige. Okay. The fa- fitness fashion label is going to come under Tights. So it's a completely different entity. Okay. So it's called Tights. Okay. Yeah. It's and very kind of funky, yeah. colorful, uh, yoga style. Okay. And I think here in Dubai, it's, it's, it's not as common as, say, like New York or London, but people really wear like fitness gear as like their weekend gear. Yeah. You know, you'll go to coffee and you'll be in your fitness gear and then you'll go to the mall and you'll be in your fitness gear. You know, it's comfortable. Uh, I do it all the time actually on the weekend. But um, so, yeah, again, we're really trying to, to build up a, a lifestyle brand, you might say, that people can actually go and properly exercise in as well. And lastly, talking about your brand again, you have a book coming out or you're working on a book? Working on my book, the yeah. The title was Building a Reputation for Business Success. Absolutely. So, again, 
you know, I just feel like I've got so much knowledge to share with people when it comes to building a brand and, you know, very fresh insights as well. Like the PR industry, for instance, has completely changed. Um, the publishing industry's changed. We're obviously living in today a very, very digital world. CEOs are waking up in the morning and saying to themselves, great, I've got all this offline influence within my company and within my network. I want online influence as well. And there has been a whole bunch of um, private and also, um, you know, government executives coming up now on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that, uh, especially here in the, in the region. And it's, it's very important that all executives are on, online because, and it's very important that you've got this online, offline approach. For instance, if you go and speak at an event, people will want to take a, a photo of you perhaps and, and share it out on social media and tag you in it. So, but if you're not there, then you, you, you can't grow this, this, this network and this community. Uh, so it's very, very important that uh, CEOs and also company marketing teams all have a, a PR strategy for their, um, you know, company directors and executives online as well. Exactly what you just said. If you're meeting, let's say, that certain executive, if you did want to tag them and they're not online, you just do a hashtag or you might not even hashtag it even. So it's a lost opportunity, I would say. Exactly. And then you can't even be in control of your, your online presence. And I think that's the scary part. Like, you've, you've really got no choice in today's, in today's world. You can either, like, guide it or you can just like let it run wild and not have a clue what's going on. 80% of people Google people prior to meeting them. That could be for like a meeting or it could be before like a blind date, which isn't obviously very blind anymore. <laughs> so, you know, what, what will people find when they Google you? Is it um, some amazing thought leadership that you've written or is it like some terrible Instagram where you posted your last picture three years ago, which is all blurry and yeah. not very good? Yeah. Speaking of uh, personal leadership and uh, building a brand, mind if I ask you some advice? Because you are a keynote speaker at some events and you're pretty good at building personal brands. If there's any advice you could give to our listeners into developing their own brand, what would be, the let's say, the first steps they would have to take towards doing that? Sure. So... The, the, the nice part about building your brand is you don't necessarily have to work with an agency or a strategist. There are so many things that you can do for yourself. Um, the first thing I would do is, is I would sit down and work out what kind of brand you actually want to have. Um, and it's very important that you do do this and you do go into it with a, a, a clear strategy. So think of your vision. Where do you see yourself in, in five or, or ten years? What kind of person do you want people to see or, or perceive you as and again what value can you give out to people because it's not just all about you 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 it's actually about your your target market and the people you want to reach who are the people that you actually want to um, be associated and attract with your your brand um, now pitches are very important pitches do say a thousand words I changed my LinkedIn picture uh, it was probably a, a few months ago now, and I have 80% more people coming onto my profile. The first picture was red and bright. The second picture was pink and bright. So play around with, with your picture, but it's very important that you do have 
a professional photo taken. You know, I know that hiring a good photographer, it does, you know, it costs a lot for some people, but you'll have those pictures for, for years and years. And these are pictures as well that if someone comes and asks you to speak at their event, you can send them a proper picture because there is nothing worse for, for me as an event organizer to invite someone and their picture is blurry and low quality. It honestly just sends out the signal that you don't speak at events very often. So do that, get your social media channels, um, no spelling errors, properly communicating your experience, um, get them all, all organized, and then just start slowly, slowly creating content. Now, don't actually go out of the way to create content. I hear that in Dubai, there's, uh, there's now a, a, a private jet that is parked up on the tarmac that you can actually pay and go get your <laughs> picture taken and pretend you're going on a private jet. Don't do that. That's just silly. You know, people want to see your journey. They want to see the, the journey that you're on. So document your life, you know, don't create it, document it. Um, and yeah, just always be thinking about your, your, your target market. You know, how, how can you inspire people or educate them rather than informing all the time? That's really how you'll build these connections and build trust. Were there or are there any personal role models or people you look to as inspiration? You hinted at, let's say for the talk show, Ellen DeGeneres and Oprah Winfrey, but is there anyone else in terms of the bigger picture that you look to and aspire to? That is a good question. I think, you know, I've been very fortunate throughout my career to have many, many different people who have mentored me. Um, there's not a particular celebrity or, or thought leader that I necessarily look to, but I do uh, digest a whole bunch of information every single day. And I, I read a lot of books as well. So I've just finished reading um, Trust Me, I'm Lying, by Ryan Holiday, which is, he's the marketing director for American Apparel. And he is really channeling this, this new age um, PR that, that we're, we're talking about and, and the online landscape and how to leverage it. He's the kind of guy that would erect a billboard of you up on Shakeside Road and then would go and light it on fire in the nighttime and then would take photos of it the next day and then send it out off a bunch of fake email addresses to all of the media this is what he's doing. He talks about this in really? his book. It's crazy. It's honestly, it's crazy the kind of things that he's been doing. So, you know, they, those were very fresh insights. I can't say I've ever done that uh, <laughs> and don't think I would ever do that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, I'm a big believer in, I, I love uh, Gary Vaynerchuk's work, for instance. He's got a lot of cool insights that he says. Neil Patel is another thought leader I follow. Um, Sheryl Sandberg. Yeah, there's lots of lots of different people that I, I take bits and pieces yeah, from. That's nice. Are there any personal routines or habits you tend to do that are unique to yourself? Because everyone has, let's say, oh, I do my co morning coffee. But is there anything you would say is particularly unique to you? I play football. Is okay. that like a routine or not really? Do you do it routinely? I do do it routinely. Okay. So I play football uh, and I also do yoga as well. So because I have quite busy schedules throughout the week uh, I think it's very important you know to 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 maintain my mental health for one and to really set time aside for myself even if it's just sitting on the couch you know or or reading a book or thinking is really important but yeah I do go to yoga twice a week on the weekends and I love it I'm not particularly good but I think yoga is really really good for for everybody really you just said Have you done yoga yeah, yeah. Oh, you've done yoga? Uh, Ashtanga. Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. But 
you just said thinking. Is there a particular way do you're thinking? Some people are like shower thought thinkers. Some, some people just sit on a couch thinkers. What, what kind of thinker are I think you? I'm just an all the time thinker. <laughs> okay. <laughs> such a thing you know I, I I find it very hard to switch my mind off to be honest like I'll be lying in bed I'm shocking at going to sleep it'll be like 1am in the morning and I'm like oh my god that's a genius idea and I just like have to get up and I have <laughs> to start already. working on it I'm not even kidding it yeah so yeah I don't know you just never know when a, a thought's gonna hit I guess a good thought do you ever set aside time to just say I'm gonna think today or no yeah, I, I do do a lot of thinking on the weekend, especially. Yeah, and in the evenings as well. All the time. <laughs> All the time, actually, as we discussed, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll move on to our rapid-fire questions. So yeah. they're just quick questions. You can do short or long-form answers if you want. Sure. Uh, speaking of billboards, like you just said, if you could post a message on one of the big billboards we have on Sheikh Zayed Road okay. for everyone and maybe all the tourists come for Expo 2020 to see, what would you like the world to know? And it's not a an ad. It's not a commercial billboard. It's just a billboard for you to put out a message. Okay. I would put challenge the status quo. Challenge, okay. I, I really like that saying because I think too often we're, we're confined within our comfort zones. And, you know, when we, as I said at the start of our conversation, when we step out of them, that's when the magic happens. Okay. And you, oh, again, and maybe you're leading by example. Maybe I have like a picture of myself on it as well, <laughs> <Yeah>. maybe. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned book that you just recently read. Yeah. In terms of, do you have a favorite book that you would gift to people? Or if you could gift to people, what, what book would that be? So I'm going to plug in uh, my client's book here. Um, Jessica Jalvi, she's an international psychological thriller author. I'd never read a psychological thriller author, but uh, psychological thriller book before I, I, I met with her and started working with her. But it is fantastic. It's written from five different perspectives. Um, so it's very cleverly done. Uh, it's called What Did I Do? Okay. So for, for your readers out there, you know, just give it a go. I actually finished it in, in, in three sittings, and that's a very short time frame for me. I was addicted. I was like, wow. And the, the, have you ever read a a thriller? Yeah, I've read like, thrillers, but yeah. like I'm just wondering this psychological one you're saying. I'm guessing it's fiction, right? It, it is, yeah. yeah. And and the, the the cool part about them is the entire throughout the entire novel you're wondering who has committed this this act, who's committed this heinous act, and you have no idea and all the characters are, are, are you know suspects you know that all your they've all got a reason that you're putting a, a, a giant question mark next to them and then at the end you're completely fooled. Okay, so, like, so it's something wow. like uh, Gone Girl, Girl on the Train? Is it like those where you don't know who it is or, or what exactly happened? Absolutely, yeah. So it's a whodunit. But this is from five perspectives. She's something. written from oh. five different perspectives. Okay. So it's very cleverly done. So each chapter is a different different person. And you're kind of seeing it through their eyes. And yeah, you've literally got... You, you don't even really know what's going on. It's, it's very clever. Very interesting. Yeah. Going back to routines or habits but this time specifically around hobbies do you have any hobbies you tend to do maybe on evenings weekends yeah so I play football on Thursdays what else do I do read I read a lot um I work a lot work's a hobby for me (laughs) but yeah no I you know I I I think I'm just a a very sort of routine driven person I, I literally probably just do the same thing um you know week by week 
Um, I like to travel. I go to the beach every now and again. And we're so fortunate here in Dubai. We've got amazing beaches, don't we? So, yeah, I really do enjoy that. And actually, this year, it's still cool for this time of year. It's, it's still pretty good. Absolutely. If there was a dream initiative you could see Dubai take on, like a moonshot or Mars-type shot project, something really outlandish, especially for Expo 2020, what would you like to see the city try and do? You know what, that's a bit of a hard question because I think the city is doing so many fantastic things. You know, um, the fact that we are experimenting in so many different technologies like AI and um, AR and really just, it's quite incredible actually. And the the government's um, vision is is amazing. You know, we, we really do, we are positioning ourselves up there with the likes of Estonia um, you know, Singapore, like these three cities, Dubai, Singapore, and Estonia, they're all quite small and their governments are all very willing to experiment. And from this, we are really positioning ourselves in the forefront. Just even, um, you know, the executive producer who got in touch with me from Miami, you know, Silicon Valley, for instance, are all talking about Dubai. They're all very excited about you know, the, the fact that we are really leading by example and we're, we're, we're very narrow, we've narrowed down our vision, I think, a, a, a lot better as well. You know, blockchain, for instance, with the government. Yeah. Um, you know, I think they just passed the, the first phase recently and that's been very successful. We've obviously got a plan to be completely paperless. Um, I think, what year was it by? 2021, I 20, think. 20, around there, yeah. Um, you know, obviously we've got the, um, we're, we're, we're working to become a sustainable more sustainable, um, especially when it comes to transportation. Um, the government's been very supportive with another one of my clients, Carl Fielder, who has been uh, very pioneering in terms of uh, running transportation fleets on biofuel. So I think there's a lot of really great things happening there. And, you know, I would love for us to continue doing to be this, you know, becoming more futuristic. I love all that, um, all that kind of stuff, continually developing the, the AI and, you know, having a trip to Mars would be awesome if we could do that. <laughs> Lots of really cool things. Uh, before we wrap up the episode, is there any last words of wisdom you would like to share with our listeners out there? So I think, um, yeah, I just think just work hard, be proactive, uh, learn from one another, build your brands. Um, I think those would just be, yeah, really good things to stick yeah. to and start. And challenge the status quo. Maybe. And challenge the status quo, Absolutely. <laughs> Where can our listeners go to find more information about you and Bar Prestige International and Deals in High Heels? Yeah, so um, I'm probably quite easy to find online. <laughs> so you can follow me at Briar underscore Prestige. Um, you can visit uh, my website, dealsinhighheels.com or my agency's website, briarprestigeinternational.com. And we are just getting ready actually to launch our daily um, docu-series that we are creating. I've now got the lovely Lara following me around with a video video camera. Um, we're getting ready to launch our new podcast ourselves as well. So it would be great to have you on it, actually, Murad. And right. we can switch tables and I can ask <laughs> you the difficult questions. And um, not that difficult. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. You've been a fantastic person to speak to today and yeah so um yeah follow me reach out say hi i would love to learn what you found really valuable about our conversation and yeah just um what, what your key takeaways were i guess all right well thank you for being on the show thank you so much for having me 
You can find this episode's show notes on our website at streamsofprogress.com slash briar. That's B-R-I-A-R. We'd love to connect with you, so follow us on Facebook and Instagram or reach out via our website. If you can please take a few minutes to give us an honest rating on iTunes, this really makes a huge difference and improves our ability to reach more people in the UAE and beyond. We hope you enjoyed the show and look forward to seeing you next week on Streams of Progress. (laughs) 